Are you ready to get raw and real? Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and I am passionate about helping people move beyond their trauma and create the life they desire. When I say they, I mean you. Every Wednesday I'm here to talk about how to tackle what is holding you back from living your best life. I know from treating thousands and thousands of clients around the globe that the combination of my classic training coupled with innovative techniques and tools that I describe as the ROAR method will help you thrive after abuse and live radically alive. I've shared many of these techniques in my books, including my latest title, Creating After Abuse. But more than anything, I changed my own life. So what I write about is what I chose and what I did, and it works. And I seriously and deeply and heartfeltfully want that for you. Now, let's get going with today's topic. Our topic today is called Rise Up and Roar. It's the first episode of the Rise Up and Roar series. Our first focus in this series is going to be on respect. Oh, come on. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to the R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect yourself. Okay. I won't scare you so much with my singing. I will continue. How can you rise up and roar if you don't respect yourself? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. And one of the ways to check yourself is to respect yourself. Yes, I'm really, really meaning that, <laughs> the way that I'm saying it. I'm happy to have you here. Um, it's hot, 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 hot here in Texas, y'all. I have to say that. Let's talk about respect yourself. How do you define respect? Well, that's interesting. You know, for me, respecting myself is really not putting myself in any, to the point that I can control it, in any circumstance, person, place, or event that doesn't match the frequency of who I am internally and externally. And I wouldn't have been able to say that other than the last five years that I've really worked on this and created my life from a place of respect. My version of respect used to be, I would fall in love with people and they would walk over my cold, dead body and never look back and talk very, very badly about me behind my back. And <laughs> And I can't make that about anybody else. I chose it, right? So that was obviously what I believed about myself. So that's one area of respect. Another area of respect is really to check in with my body every single day, you know, minimum one time a day and be like, hi body, how are you? How are we doing? Do you need more water? Do you need something? Do you need movement? Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you? Including how much rest would you like tonight? Or um, how much, you know, food? Is that what you would like or would you like less or would you like more or what type? Those sorts of things is respecting myself. Also, the way that people talk to me and talk to you is another way of looking at respect. Do they, do they snap at you? Do they cut you down? Do you feel cut down whether or not, because some people are really good at hiding it, when they, when they say certain things. Um, do people triangulate and talk about you to someone else and then it gets back to you? Those are not the people I allow in my life at all any longer. And I'm pretty boundaried about that. And I don't mean like I look for it. Now it's just part of my daily life. I don't even have anywhere to turn and look. <laughs> I've got the, the, my life keeps getting filled greater and greater and greater and greater, more and more and more with the people, places, circumstances, event from in that work for me. 
internally, like my, my inner circle, my family, my beloved, my bonus children. Um, and then my biological family or some people, in my biological family, not all, just some, it's okay. Just the truth. And then the people that I work with and my team and friends and families and in-laws and all of that, you know, just, they value me and they honor me and they respect me. And I wouldn't have had that if I didn't learn how to respect myself. So another area of respect that I can tell you how I define is say yes when I mean yes and no when I mean no. And if I don't know how to say yes or how to say no, I say, let me get back to you. Because I did so many things and said yes because I wanted to be something or seen as something, or I think it would get me something and none of it meant anything. And it really hurt my body and my being to put myself in situations that I didn't really want to be in. So the other thing to look at, and I'm sure there's more, you know, about respect. I was thinking about here, I'm doing this podcast in my uh, beautiful home that is, you know, under constant projects and constructions. I'm just kind of looking outside here at it. And I can't particularly wait for some of the ones that are coming now. We're on the outside now. We did all the inside. I've learned so much, but one of the things, not but, and one of the things I learned is how to attract the workers, the businesses that work with us that honor the land and honor me and honor us as two women running this land, right? And, and working this out with mostly, besides our, our housekeepers and such, mostly male vendors. The stigma, if you say, that sometimes come with gender relations and how to attract that and create a collaborative, respectful working environment, which we're so good at now. And if you listen to some of my old podcasts or old Zooms, you know that we had some tricky stuff there, but we were just learning ourselves. So you grow into respect. It's not something you just develop and be like, uh, I'm done. No, it's a continuous process. Write down for yourself here. What are some of the ways that you respect yourself and what does respect mean to you? And check your life. All your people, places, situations, and events. Like, how's it going for you? And where do you not feel respected? Um, and it's not like they have to. I don't mean it from there. I mean, what you know inside your body, in your being, in your energy. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, great. At least you know, and then choose. Do other people in your life respect you? I remember years ago, I was asked a question, do you like your reputation? I was taking a class and it was a belief work class. I was, my body tested no, and my mind tested yes. I like my reputation, uh, reputation and my body tested no. And I was like, whoa, what am I hiding here? Because if my mind's saying one thing, my body's saying another, then I'm giving a mixed message out about respect and maybe I'm viewing respect in a mixed message. So I went quickly into that to change it. <laughs> um, and I listened to my body and I had to confront some things about things that I believe that were untrue, that I made true and things that were true that I made untrue. <laughs> For those of you that are in recovery from any kind of substance, my body uh, knows, you might know a little bit about what my body's talking about <laughs> regarding that one. Um, very happy to say that I am, I respected myself in this big way, which was to realize every single time I drank alcohol, I disrespected myself or I put myself or in a situation 
that was disrespectful of me. And at some point, you can, a drink can be great to, you know, drown that out. But essentially, you're not going to be able to drink enough to drown it out. It's going to hit you. And that's kind of what happened to me. Actually, it didn't happen to me. It's what I chose by asking the question, is my body allergic to alcohol? And do I drink different than others? And my friends were honest with me. And that was amazing. And so then I had to get honest with me. Have friends like that who respect you and love you to tell you the truth. And when they tell you the truth, they do it with love. You can tell the difference when it's done with, generally, if you're clear-minded, <laughs> you can tell the difference. Like when you're ready to look at something, you can tell the difference. If you're defensive, you ain't ready. <laughs> you're not defensive, you ready. You had enough defensiveness. Um, so what does it mean to respect yourself? Well, I respect myself enough every day that I know that I need quiet time in the morning before my family arises, before I do my business, before um, I have the vendors come here and work on the property, just that kind of stuff. And so I get up extra early to give myself that space and time to check in with me and my body and my business and my world and I call it my creation station. And I do that every day, no matter what. And then I exercise and then I start handling business. Start with me first. That's how I respect myself. And how is that different from other people respecting you? Well, when I put my target forward, right, about what I desire, I'm creating my life. So if I'm creating my life from a place of disrespect, I created it. If I'm creating my life from a place of respect, I created it. So I sit and have that time with myself in the morning to create my life and living radically the way, radically alive, the way I would like it to be. And I put my, I draw my yes and my no. And it's not like I'm sitting there going, I say yes to this. I say no to this. It's more like, Today, my focus is gratitude and what expenses need to be paid, what bills need to be paid, what, what um, vendors need to be paid or what jobs need to be, where do I take a picture of this and that and send to this and that and who's coming today and what's my schedule for today and what's going on in the business. I put all that aside and then I just simply let the energies of all those things talk to me and then I'm guided to what needs to be handled today. That's respect. And I don't wait for other people to respect me. I used to. I used to think if I, and I used to act like if I did X, then I would get the respect. If I did Y, then I get respect. I did that a lot with money. And I did that a lot with relationship. And really, people just loved the money. They didn't care about me. And I didn't care about me. So I just gave the money. Not anymore. I work hard for my money. And I just say that because of the song. I love what I do. And it's truly a privilege. Um, it's, it's just amazing. And it's the best ever, what I get to do in the world. And that's respect, what I get to do in the world. I don't know necessarily if it's me, but I do know that it's what, what I've opened to allowing to come through me and um, harness for the well-being and on behalf of others. And that, my friends, is just the greatest joy. And that's respect. To live by what has heart and meaning for me and great joy. 
people have asked me before, like, when did you stop respecting yourself? Maybe like in therapy, they might've asked me. <laughs> and I would like, how I was at first, I'd be like, uh, how long you got? <laughs> the first time I was abused and didn't say anything. The second time I was abused and didn't say anything. The third time I, you know, I can go on and on and on and on. The first time I started spending money to get love. The first time I started eating, you know, six or seven times the amount that my body actually required. It was a time in my life when I really consumed so much substances that would make me not even be in my body, which, you know, newsflash, red flag right there. That was literally disrespecting myself all in the guise of, oh, it's fun. Well, not so fun after all these years of cleaning up <laughs> from all those energetic cleanup from all those times of choosing not to respect myself, but not any longer I'm hitting my stride now. How about you? Now, is there a trigger about stopping respecting yourself? You know, it's really interesting, that question. I remember when a friend of mine reached a hand across the table and asked me point blank, how are you? And I recently told her the story again. And she's actually the same friend that I said, hey, listen, you know, I had to ask you a question about me and alcohol. What do you notice? Like, do my eyes change when I drink? And my friend said, God, I love hanging out with you. And we have so much fun together. And I've never really experienced anything like that with you. But yes, I do. And have seen nothing bad anyway. I have seen your eyes change when you drink. And that was it. That's what I needed to hear. And there's this Chinese proverb that I learned when I chose to no longer have alcohol in my life. And it is when the man or woman takes a drink, the drink takes a drink, and then the drink takes the man or the woman. And that's why my eyes changed. Something took me. That was enough for me to realize, okay, I got to do something about this now. Now your trigger, that was one thing that triggered me into asking that question. But what I was saying is, Different times she reached my, oh, her hand across the table and said, how are you? And she really wanted to know. And you know what? It was the first time that someone genuinely, that I remember someone genuinely reaching out to you, I, to me. And I felt that one time before, actually. It was, uh, I talk about this in my first book, Radically Alive Beyond Abuse. I was lucky enough and fortunate enough for my last year of college, when I actually found psychology and majored in psychology, um, yeah, my last year. <laughs> Finally found it. Dr. Judy Primavera, Fairfield University, Connecticut. She came in in my sophomore year. I took a family violence seminar with her. She pulled me aside one day after class and it was this innocuous pulling aside. And she just said, Lisa, how are you? Well, actually she said, are you okay? Of course I started crying. And that was like my friend saying, um, my friend Christine saying, hi, how are you? And honestly, I never really knew who I was and I was never really clear about who I was or how I was. I just knew I wasn't okay. No one asked. Those two did. And that really set the seed for learning to respect myself. It might've taken a couple of decades, but I got there eventually. So Pema Children had this great book called, and it's still out there, Start Where You Are. So I say, start where you are. <laughs> it's never too late to change anything. It just gets too late when you don't look. <laughs> I have no particular answer to why I feel so excited. I just have a sense. I have an energetic sense that so many of us on the inside are percolating with newness. Rise Up and Roar is like, what is the you? 
that's always been inside of you that is ready to just be unleashed. And as you unleash you, there's this authenticity, this genuineness, this passion, this aliveness, this no fearness. It's kind of like a potency. It's an energy, a vibration, a frequency of I'm rising up and roaring and doing everything different than I did before. Because what I did before is no longer now, and it didn't work. Not the way that I know I can and that I am. Rise Up and More is the I am that you are now. Check it out at www.1degreeshiftacademy.com forward slash rise dash up. Is there anything that you're allowing to happen that is a failure to respect yourself? Isn't that an interesting question? Like, think back over the last week. Let's get specific. What have you allowed to happen that is a failure to respect yourself? Oh, man, I got a good one. How many of you have people come to the house and they give you contracts or vendors or you sign something to fix something on your house or you think you're getting something in a spa and they give you something a little different than what you read or signed up for and then they show it to you in the, you know, the small ink? Well, that's a failure to respect yourself. You didn't read the small ink, you just assumed. <laughs> Done that a million times. And in things bigger than spa, after some time of that, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to sign another contract until I read it all the way through and get the gist of it. And I've got plenty of practice with that over the last two years. Some of you were like, what is she talking about? Of course you read your contracts. Well, I'm the type of person, I have a very special brain. I don't read manuals. <laughs> linearly. I look at the object and I find a way to make it work. That's just the way I always have been, including in school. It was very difficult for teachers to teach me based on that because they were pretty linear. But I got lucky a couple of times and somehow made it through to here. But that's one way that I fail to respect myself. I also have this story that I tell I had this really good friend that I loved and we used to have so much fun together. And then sometimes things change when you you do remove alcohol or a substance or get divorced or, or you just change. Maybe you've gone through some personal work and you set a boundary and the people that were in your life are no longer in your life for whatever reason, or it's just change, but there's no problem. I realized one night at a party and I was obviously the designated driver because I was not drinking. And I loved hanging out with this friend of mine and she had a friend that she loved. And when they got together, they drank so much that, you know, the only thing that existed was their laughter in their own zone about drinking so much. And I wasn't in that zone. So it was kind of boring for me. And one night it got until like one or two in the morning. And I was like, you know what? After this night, this is the last night I'm going to do this. Well, whenever you say that, and what I meant by this is being somewhere for the fun of it, that wasn't fun, but pretending like it was fun and no one noticing that you're not having fun because they're too gone to even notice that they're having fun. So I made a decision that I've hanged with my friend, the one that I really enjoy and whatever. But if the other person came around, I knew that there was going to be a different energy. So I wasn't going to be around it. Well, careful what you ask for, because there was a situation after a long week of work, I had this whole thing planned and I was going to my friend's house, grabbing dinner. And I even bought them, you know, some champagne because you know, I was celebrating just having a free night, being with somebody that I care about. And I knew we would laugh. And that person liked a certain amount of a certain type of champagne. And I was like, I could do this and I can bring over dinner. It's not a problem. Well, an hour into it, that friend, the other friend came 
And I had to make a choice. My body was sweating. My armpits were sweating. I know it's very sexy to tell you this, but I left. And my body said to me, what are you going to do? You promised yourself you wouldn't stay here. And I left. And man, it was so hard. And I drove out, of the, drove out of there very, very quickly. And I got home and I spent the night by myself. And it was a Friday or a Saturday night. And me and my puppers, so I guess I wasn't by myself. And Netflix probably. And I was just so happy. It didn't matter that I wasn't with other. I was with myself. And I followed through on what I said I was going to do. That is when I knew that I had changed. And I actually tried to stay a little bit, but I'm so glad my body just felt nauseous and I couldn't do it. So those are the, the situations that you feel nauseous that you shouldn't do. Your body's really probably telling you that you shouldn't do it. But none of us like to be told what we shouldn't do. So we wait until we have the experience ourselves, and then we're like, oh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> okay, so... How then do you block yourself from being respected? Well, if you block yourself from being respected, one way is by, if I stayed there and said, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. You're being a jerk, Lisa. You're being really tight or superior or something. And I wasn't, I was just taking care of myself. That was huge for me. I was doing self-care. I was being selfish instead of other focused. So not doing that would have blocked myself. I remember when I had to, make the decision to leave this community that I've been a part of. And, you know, those situations where, you know, you've stayed too long and you should have left some years ago. And this was like so many years ago now, then these people started to get mad at me and I'm like, well, okay. And then I was like, well, they're kind of jerks to get mad at me. But then I realized it was me who stayed longer and didn't listen to the call that I got. You know how you get those calls telling you to go, but you're like, no, what would it be like if I leave and the big part of my life and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll tell you what, if you get the awareness to close the door, close the door, put a lock on it and keep moving forward. Don't try to open it again. <laughs> it's not there for a reason anymore. It opens for the doors for more possibility. Go forward. So I wonder now, how would it feel if you started respecting yourself? And what choice could you make today to just practice for the next three days? Respecting yourself. Maybe saying yes when you mean no or no when you mean yes. Maybe voicing something that you always stuff with love, care, not with a double-edged sword that's going to hurt you and them. Would you feel more powerful or less powerful? Will you feel more empowered or less empowered if you did so? Would you have more gratitude for yourself or less gratitude? Answer those questions. So with regards to respect, if you have something going on and you're just learning about this, let me tell you a little bit about Rise Up and Roar. So what Roar is, it's a method to actually figure out what's going on for you that has been buried in your subconscious. And once you make it conscious, you can change it. 50% of any problem goes away just by making it conscious. So if it's respect, let's say, let's use the example of the one, if I made the commitment to stay, to not stay the next time that person was around, like I told you about. And if I stayed there and this happened in like five minutes, 10 minutes when the person showed up, I literally felt sick to my stomach. So I put my hand on my stomach and I was like, what are you feeling? my body said, I told you I didn't want to be here <laughs> when this person came. Are you going to listen to me or not? 
I was like, if I listen to me, I'm going to hurt my friend. What am I going to say? And if I don't listen to me, I'm hurting myself. And how, what am I going to deal with that? In, in my situation, because there was alcohol there, sometimes people in recovery relapse over, I was going to say stupid things like this, but it's not stupid. It's actually really you just make a choice, a simple choice to stay somewhere where you don't want to be. You promise yourself you weren't going to be, and then you stay and then you drink anyway. And that's when I realized that if I actually stayed, I would be disrespecting myself. And so then I felt that in my gut. I told you my armpits were sweating. And so I started to ask myself some questions like, well, what would that mean about you if you stayed and didn't listen to what you said you were going to do? Well, then I thought I would be a failure. Um, and if you were, if I was a failure, I kept asking myself these questions and lo and behold, that situation literally let led me to this belief of like, I'm a fraud. I say one thing and do another. And even I'm ashamed, not shamed. I'm ashamed that I can't even focus on following through on what I said I was going to do. So I didn't want to be ashamed and I didn't want to feel like a fraud. And I knew if I stayed there, I would not only feel like a shame, but I would be a fraud. So I got self-care-ish and said, oh my gosh, I forgot something. Sometimes little white lies are okay. I have this thing I have to do on business. They, my team just texted me and I actually had my team text me. <laughs> and I went home and left and I avoided the trap of being a shame or a fraud and what that would have created for me if I allowed myself to go against my own will. And if I go against my own will, then I'm teaching myself that it's okay to go against my will. And if I go against my own will, then I'm teaching myself, I don't have my back. And if I don't have my back, how can I expect anybody else to have my back? And if I don't expect anybody else to have my back, if I don't have my back and I can't expect anybody else to have my back because I don't even know what having my back is, then how am I going to allow the universe to collaborate with me? It was all, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. So I chose to roar and find my internal yes for myself. And that was empowering. That was potent. That was real. I've never stayed somewhere that like that ever again, including yesterday. I had an appointment. We had an appointment somewhere, me and my beloved, and it was on the schedule. They didn't have it on the schedule. It was their error. And we were going to stay there and make up time and do the services. And I was like, you know what? This is like the third third time. The other two times we got what we wanted, but it was a little hectic. This is the third time I'm not doing this anymore. And so we just left. And, you know, I got a message today saying, you know, the apology and whatever. And it's just about respect. I'm not mad at them. I just won't sit somewhere. It's not about anybody else. I won't sit somewhere and just allow myself to harbor feelings and sit of situations that don't work for me. That's what I've garnered. If I don't have my back, who will? That is roar, having your own back. All right, my friends, go practice having your back now. And let me know what you've learned, what you see, what you sense, and how this contributed to you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I am so grateful for your presence. Even if I can't see you, I know you're out there. 
I know you're listening. I appreciate that. And if you want to learn more, please visit my website at www.drlisacooney.com. You will find additional information about the ROAR method and any and all of my upcoming events, including private sessions or VIP immersions. I also would really love to hear from you. Let me know what interests you. The best topics come from my clients, from you, from everyday living. If you have a great idea or just an idea in general, email me at getraw at drlisacooney.com and tune in next week for Raw and Real. Now, if no one's told you that they love you today, know this, I do. And go be great.